0: Oh, Angie and Jackie, sitting in a tree, K-I-S-S-I-N-G. First came love, then came marriage,
1: then came the baby And the How are
2: we gonna have a Step
1: baby? fucking sperm. That
2: guy or this guy? Well, he works at a law firm. Step
1: two, you gotta stick it in you.
2: IUI, IVF, three, I'm going to pee on this stick and
1: I'm going to watch the clock. Step four,
2: repeat the first three. I can't wait until we have a baby. The Baby Mamas Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Baby Mamas Podcast. This is episode number 11. Woo! This is our podcast about trying to get pregnant as a lesbian couple and all the emotions and the shit and craziness
0: that comes along with it. Now for an update We were hoping to have inseminated by now, but. Yeah, I was
2: looking forward to this episode because it was like perfectly timed Mm -hmm. according to my tracker. And I was thinking, okay, so we'll record like the day after we inseminate. We'll have lots
0: to talk about how we're feeling about it. We'll be really happy and hopeful and excited. And instead, we're friggin' annoyed.
2: Because I think that I missed my ovulation somehow because now it's day 17. Mm. The strips are like non existent. There's like no LH in my system apparently. And it's it's doesn't make any sense.
0: So we were expecting her to have the same cycle, the same sort of time timeline as you did as she did the last couple months because of the clomid, and she didn't. So there was a line that the darkest line she got was on like day thirteen day of her cycle? twelve or
2: thirteen, and yeah. I saw it and I was like, okay, it's getting darker. That makes sense because I'm probably going to ovulate on fourteen or fifteen, and then. Right after that, it just got lighter and lighter and lighter. And I was like, what the fuck? I didn't pay enough attention. I didn't, I didn't.
0: But it didn't get as dark as it normally does. So she didn't think that it was it. She just thought it was like leading up to a really, really dark strip or line. And it didn't happen. And so yesterday morning, I came home from work um, at about 7.30. And she was mad, frustrated, crying, despondent so upset and it was not maybe the best (laughs) I wasn't the most supportive because I was exhausted I just had a really rough shift at work and I hadn't slept I had been up all night it wasn't great and then we both ended up crying at each other
2: (laughs) I'm just so we kept talking about how October's our month October's our month we're gonna do Mm -hmm. great things and we're totally gonna get pregnant third time's a charm yeah all this stuff and, and I was just really revved up with a new donor and everything and I just feel like a kid who's running at five hundred miles an hour and then hits a bump and it's just right on your face. Like splat. Yeah. And I don't know why this seems this is so devastating to me because I know, okay, well next month we can still do it. We well, haven't wasted we still, sperm. We haven't spent any money. Yeah. But, but there's but
0: still the Clomid. You're only supposed to be on it for three months. So we called the clinic and we're like, what do we do? And our um the receptionist at our clinic is really great. She's actually going through the same thing. And she was telling us she's on leprozole, letrozole, letrozole. Yeah. And she didn't ovulate her third month, even though she was on the meds. She said, yeah, that kind of happened to me. I got positive ovulation um, strips. It wasn't the same thing, but, um, but she actually hadn't ovulated. So she was like, yeah, unfortunately, the only thing we can do is just do the the blood test. To on see
2: if I ovulated. And then I can also sort of count back from when I get my period 14, 15 days to try and figure out when I ovulated. Mm -hmm.
0: But we'll have to talk to our doctor now and figure out what to do next month, if they'll be able to put her on Clomid for another month or if we just try without, because I don't know, I'm frustrated that it didn't do what it was supposed to, which was regulate her cycle. That was the whole point of the Clomid. And it's like, so now she's had these insane hormones in her system, making her feel crazy for nothing, which is how it feels this month. So,
2: yeah, I just, yeah, for some, I just still don't fully understand why this is so upsetting to me, because it's not like I'm, I'm not pregnant or that they've told me anything or we can't try again. It's just,
0: it's because every month you hang your hopes on the next month. You know, every month, it's like, okay, if I can just make it a couple more weeks until next time, then I can be excited. And you I know? feel like
2: an idiot. Like, why didn't I pay more attention? And last You keep blaming episode, yourself,
0: but I don't think it was your fault. I think maybe your body's just fighting the drugs or something.
2: Well, last episode, I was like, I'm feeling more comfortable with the ovulation strips. I'm more relaxed, blah, blah, blah. And yesterday, when I took the test, and I was like, what the fuck is happening? Why aren't I ovulating, or why didn't I notice it? Mm-hmm. I just felt like such an idiot. Like, why weren't you paying better attention? Why didn't you not take that one dark test and then do a whole bunch more yeah. later throughout the night why didn't you like pay more attention and it's because i was trying to not obsess about it
0: yeah but the hard thing is you can't you can't not obsess about it you have to be on top of it and then we we're also trying to troubleshoot and be like well did you have any egg white cervical mucus and you did for one day kind of
2: yeah but so Cromed like it totally dries you up i'm like yeah
0: desert. oh <laughs> that's un- That's unfortunate. and That's
2: why they do IUI with Clomid is because it dries you up so much that they need to get it past the cervix because mm-hmm. your, you don't the don't sperm the will never get past the cervix on its own because you're just like a wasteland of sperm killing.
0: Yeah, and now we're thinking like, okay, maybe we should be... Because I was listening to an episode of Lesbian Mommies and they were talking about tracking your ovulation. And one of the things that they did was was observing the cervix so maybe we need to buy a speculum and a headlamp <laughs> <laughs> and start doing that it's just ugh, it's so frustrating i'm sure a lot of our listeners can empathize but it's just like god damn it we were so excited and we were so ready still, for october i
2: still don't know how i missed it like how i was you know what though? Every it's morning. not
0: necessarily you maybe it's just that's what happened your body maybe you didn't ovulate or maybe you know, it wasn't like maybe it was, I don't know. Is there such a thing as a failed ovulation where your body tries, but it doesn't work? Uh-huh. I don't know. I mean, I don't. Yeah. It's all
2: things we don't know.
0: So, I I mean, my approach this morning or yesterday morning when I was really tired and like trying to be supportive was like, I'm sorry. And then go instantly into there's no point in being upset. We can't do anything about it. Let's just work like focus on next month. And then I was totally invalidating her feelings. And yeah, I didn't. It wasn't. And then I got mad at her for trying to talk about it when I was exhausted, which was also not fair. So my bad, we've obviously dealt with that. Um, But it's, I mean, it just is another example of how hard this can be because you don't get to choose when things go wrong. You don't get to choose when your emotions are bubbling up and you have all these hormones in your system and you can't control it and you can't push it down. So, you know, we said before, like usually one of us is having a rough time when the other one's like, okay, it's all right, I'll pull you up. This was not an example of that. We were both just down. <laughs> we were both just like completely devoid of any kind of coping mechanisms yesterday morning. I just morning.
2: immediately went to, I'm never going to have children. Yeah. Which is something yeah. that is percolating in the back of my mind all the time. Yeah. And will be until I actually like pop a baby out. I know. And I kept
0: d- I kept trying to tell you like just because it's not happening this month doesn't mean you're not ever going to get pregnant. And like if you look at the grand scheme of things, we don't have any major issues. There's You don't have endometriosis. You don't have... Um, polycystic ovarian syndrome you don't have any signs of like any infertility and we've actually only tried for two months I mean we did the at home method a couple times but like really with a good chance of getting pregnant we've only tried twice so it's really I was trying to put you in perspective because you were going to the bad place
2: I know but it's like it's like that Fiona Apple song every single night is a whatever the fuck I can't remember that (laughs) with my brain.
0: Yeah, you're always fighting against your brain cuz your brain like is that telling Fiona you an
2: Apple Song every single night where I'm just yeah. fighting with my brain to, to quell that voice in the back of my head that's an asshole that's like you're never going to get pregnant, you're barren, you'll never know the joys of g- giving birth and just you will
0: never be a mother.
2: Well, I could be a mother, but just there's something I just really 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 really, really want to be pregnant. I know.
0: I think everybody knows that by now. I think, like, the entire world knows how badly you want to be pregnant.
2: So what do you think about, what if what if we had to do IVF? What if they suggest IVF? We have an appointment with our doctor on the 22nd, mm-hmm. with the fertility doctor. What if he's mm-hmm. like, you know, after three tries, like... But it hasn't been three tries. Okay, but whatever. If he says after the third try, we always suggest IVF, what do you think? We'll just be like, no.
0: My I'm first question switched. is going to be exactly how much and how can I, po- like, do you have a payment plan? Because if they do, then yeah, we could probably do it. But if they don't, if we have to pay up front and it's like thousands and thousands of dollars, I don't know how we could do it. We cannot even, I mean, I guess (laughs) Amex is trying to give me an increased limit on my credit card. Maybe I'd take them up on it.
2: Amex has been listening.
0: Yeah, I guess so. (laughs) Um, I I just, it's the same thing as always. I don't want to get ahead of ourselves. We're not there yet. So when we get there, we'll talk about it. And it's something I've always considered, of course. I hope we don't have to do it. But, you know, people always ask, like, well, would you just switch to me now? And I don't know how to answer that because I don't feel like you're ready for that. No. I don't think we can even consider it. We're not there. We're not at all at a place where we should stop trying with you. There's nothing wrong with your body. I think it's just your mind that we're (laughs) fighting against.
2: Well, and... Fuck. I'm just... Now that this has happened, if I've missed my ovulation and it's not just like extremely randomly late, I'm going to be fucking obsessed next month. I'm going to be taking ovulation strips every single time I pee and I'm going to be dehydrating myself
0: (laughs) (laughs) for an entire month. No water. But if that's what it takes, I mean, if that's all we have to do, then we'll fucking do it. You know?
2: But it's exhausting. Yeah. Doing it. But you, you know, know what else is exhausting?
0: Not being pregnant and trying to make it okay that we're not pregnant. Yeah. If you have to pee on 800 sticks a day, that's what we're going to do. <laughs> like, for real. I don't. And honestly, if that's what it takes to get us that third try with IUI and have it work with our new donor, awesome. Because. Ovulation strips are way cheaper than IVF.
2: Yeah, I have to order more of those cuz I've gone through so many.
0: Yeah, we need like is there like a super extra amazing brand that we can use? Like if anybody has any recommendations cuz we've been using three different brands.
2: We used Artron, Wandfo, which a lot of people online use, and then there was this BFP. Is that the one from Kendall? From Kendall that showed me that I was ovulating today.
0: Yeah, but none, of the, but other none of the other strips did confirm so it. it. Like, the uh, digital said no. The um, what was the other one you used? The blue one. Wandfo. Wandfo. Yeah. So. Anyway. Yeah, we're frustrated. We're annoyed, and we're gonna try and drink our way through it. <laughs> because we we're actually it sound like we're. I know. I know. I, what know I do. I think it's just because there's not like we can't do a lot to like let off steam. Um and it's like a reward like well you're not pregnant but at least you can drink yeah may as well enjoy it while you can well we
2: are going to portland next weekend yeah so that would be nice because portland has awesome beer
0: portland is like your dream city for beer
2: we'll totally go to a brewery that would be nice but
0: yeah i'll so enjoy it with my distaste for beer
2: (laughs) anyway we got a message
0: (laughs) yeah let's talk about that let's let's talk about something a little bit less depressing (laughs)
2: Well, we're not crying, which no. I'm surprised about because I had I, well to we keep myself from crying all day yesterday. Yeah, and actually, at points was crying but hiding it. Oh, um, when? Huh?
0: When were you crying? I don't
2: know. I was just so sad yesterday. I, feel I know. Like such
0: a dope. It's it's not your. F- you have to stop being so hard on yourself. You have so many hormones in your body right now. There's like no chance of just like putting your feelings aside you can't do that you just have to let yourself feel it it's okay but we did cry yesterday so I think that's why we're not crying <laughs> today and also I don't want to upset everybody because we I mean I know it's okay to share our feelings and that's part of what we're doing in this process but it's still like I'm sure you people want to be entertained <laughs> when you're listening to this instead of just being like uh, Everything's constantly.
2: The worst. yeah
0: okay first let's talk about our experience on being interviewed on Lesby Mommies. Yeah, it
2: was really fun and awesome.
0: I was super nervous because it's live. I was like, oh my God, I do so much better with editing. <laughs>
2: <laughs> You're giving away our secrets.
0: We're not, oh, we're I mean, like- no edits. We are perfect the first time, every time. We don't even need to think about it. Um, anyway, so it was, it was great. I, I was super nervous. We were having some issues with sound at the first, which was kind of annoying. But once we kind of calmed down and realized we were just going to have to share a mic, it was great. I think... We, th- there was a delay. There's a little little bit of a delay, which is a bit challenging because you kind of are like, uh, 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 like, am I, uh, am I talking over? I don't. <laughs> so once we kind of got over that as well, it was, uh, it was, it was fun. It was enjoyable. It was nice to be, I don't know, to have someone else asking the questions. I guess. Yeah, it was fun.
2: It was different than anything we've done before.
0: However, neither of us have been able to bring ourselves to listen to it yet, <laughs> I which I don't really understand. And other like. Renee listened to it and said we sounded great. I'm like, okay, that's nice. I still haven't listened. <laughs> <I
2: don't laughs> Me neither. Why. I keep being like, I'll just, I'll just, I'm going to listen to it later. And then I'm like, no, I'm scared. Yeah. I don't know why because I'll easily listen back to this. hmm. Just to make well, sure you have it to listen to okay it like 800 times when you're. But in that situation, I don't know. Maybe it's because we're not in control.
0: Uh, Elizabeth was super nice and her questions were really thoughtful and I really enjoyed the whole thing. I think we managed to sound semi intelligent and.
2: Yeah, if you haven't listened to the to the podcast, they have really great topics that they cover quite in depth, mm-hmm. which is something that we're not doing. So I think it's a good balance if you're listening to us and them.
0: Yeah, because there, there you'll get a lot more of like a comprehensive, um, informative look at different aspects of, of the whole trying to become a parent as a lesbian thing. And from us, you're just getting the sort of personal side of it. And people keep talking about how cool it is that we're being so open and... I know that that's a a strength of our podcast but it just seems I guess because I'm always open like this like very few people in my life don't know everything about my life so it seems it feels sometimes weird to have people be like oh like good job on like doing that thing you always do but I guess because it's such an intimate thing and because it can be so um it can make you feel so vulnerable and so it can be it can be really hard and it can be really like dark a lot of people aren't open to sharing all of that so i don't think there's anything wrong with not being as open as we are i just i think it's not maybe not as common because it's so i don't know so well, well, I, I
2: get it like yesterday being this the raw, way that i felt and how stupid i felt about missing my ovulation i was like i don't want anyone to know because i'm such an idiot and mm. i didn't talk about it with my friends or anything
0: babe you're not an idiot
2: well, I might still ovulate, I guess there's a chance, but don't
0: anyway. talk to m- don't talk about my wife like that. <laughs> it's not nice,
2: but yeah, go listen to lesbian mommies. There's awesome like tons of different topics that you don't even yeah, know like the, that the legal aspects in. of
0: becoming a mom, like um, Eastern what? medicine.
2: What it's like to be a military family. Yeah, like
0: there's so many interesting topics. I haven't really even scratched the surface because I've been trying to listen to so many podcasts (laughs) all at once because I've also been listening to Change of Address because Sandra D. Sanchez is a huge champion of ours. She's been, she actually connected us with Elizabeth. So thank you to Sandra for getting us on there because that was really awesome. And we totally had a boost in listenership from that. So thanks to both Sandra and Elizabeth because you guys have been amazing in getting us a bit more exposure. So,
2: yeah. Support the ladies.
0: Yeah. Lesbians helping, lesbians out. I love it. There's a debate in Ontario about whether they're going to start funding IVF or not.
2: Yeah, they're talking about considering f- publicly funding IVF, but then there's this big debate about what if there should be any requirements that the women should have to meet in order to be eligible for the funding. And there was this debate. In the paper, and there was one person who was saying, um, "We need to invest in our society. Fertility, infertility, is a disease just like anything else. We're willing to help football players when they hurt their knees, when they're putting themselves in dangerous situations. We will publicly fund their knee surgery. Why aren't we publicly funding people to build their families and to grow society and to mm. have uh, more, you know, Canadians and more active." participants in the world I guess
0: (laughs) yeah and it well it makes sense when you think about it that way if it's like oh because it's a choice then it's not something that should be funded well it's a choice to play football it's a choice to drive drunk it's there there's lots of things that are choices that result in you know it's a choice to eat shitty food all the time and then need a heart bypass like there's lots of things that people choose to do that result in in medical Procedures and surgeries and all sorts of medical interventions that is then funded. So it's a, it's a, I think it's a pretty fair argument. And yeah, well for us, like, we're not diseased.
2: <laughs> the other side of the argument was that it should be funded, but it should only be funded for uh, people of a certain age. So you can't be trying to give IVF to like 50 year olds. Um, That's not. You know, women that are healthy, so that you're not pointlessly trying to do IVF with women that are, you know, not having their body ready to receive IVF, so it's not being useless. But then on the other side of you the argument... You mean like somebody
0: who's like an addict or really unhealthy in other ways? Like yeah, what
2: like some... I think one of the arguments was like a woman who's morbidly obese. Mm. You know, are we going to give her IVF? Because it? it sh- there are studies out there that show it's much more difficult to get pregnant when you're really overweight. Mm-hmm. Um, well,
0: there's some... You know, I've heard some doctors won't even take patients on who are obese which
2: some fertility doctors
0: no just doctors period as patients which i don't know if i really agree with that's not fair that's like saying well i'm here to help you get healthy but i won't do that unless you're healthy yeah like it's not really that's not fair i think in the terms of in terms of like ivf i can kind of see it because if there's already a an increase a decreased chance of it working and it's something that's you know technically manageable
2: i think they should probably fund it but i'm i guess we're biased (laughs) well yeah but it does make sense that if they're doing other things for other people why why does ivf why is ivf out of the spectrum of things that
0: or even just funding iui would be great but i mean the other thing is that i mean we're not diseased we don't have we're not infertile we're just two women so does that fall under that umbrella
2: oh i see Right. Like one of the
0: we're not infertile. We just can't get pregnant the like the natural way.
2: Well, one of the sides of the argument was saying just give it to whoever wants it.
0: Well, that's great, but we don't live in Ontario and I don't really have time to wait for that shit. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Could we become Ontario citizens and go and do that, though? If it if it's say I don't
0: Latino? know, would it be cheaper to move all the way to Ontario? and to move
2: there, but maybe just go there for a month.
0: No, you have to live there to be I know a I'm saying could we get citizenship I think it takes longer than a month and I honestly have no interest in living in Ontario no offense Ontarians I just really love BC but what if
2: it meant free IVF
0: but what if it also meant losing this awesome job that I have and I not being close to our family and yeah. I, I don't I also can't picture moving anywhere away from your mom because
2: because you love her so much and you guys l- have tea every day and talk about yeah Downton Abbey we're besties <laughs>
0: Hmm. anyway next topic um so we got a message from one of our listeners Hmm. her name is jenny
2: and she said
0: she said thank you both for sharing your experience toward motherhood my wife and i are going through this exact same journey we've had three failed iuis after the physical and emotional roller coaster i decided to take three months off which i i just as an aside i said Maybe, Ange, this is a good thing that we have a month off Because maybe you just need a break And I said, no (laughs) And also, then I said, we don't have a control over it So just accept it Then she said, we will be attempting our first IVF cycle Next month, we have so many things in common I crack up listening to you both And how you literally get angry when you see or hear About anyone else being pregnant It is so beyond frustrating Straight people who become pregnant just by looking at a man Or just (laughs) one random oops That they weren't even expecting Anyway, the struggle is real, and you ladies are not alone. I love your podcast and can relate 100%. It's important for people to know what we go through and for other future mamas to have this outlet and information. My wife and I have been married for seven years, living in Southern California. Um, Been on the baby journey since April. It's so hard. Keep trucking. P.S. I guarantee you that I cry more than you both combined. (laughs) Just ask my wife. P.P.S. Clomid sucks, and it does make you evil. So, So do the progesterone suppositories. It's like an out-of-body experience. Good luck and fertile thoughts and prayers to you, ladies. I hope it finally happens for us with IVF next month's, month, too. Hugs.
2: Yeah, so do we. We hope it happens for you guys,
0: IVF styles. I can't remember. Was it Jenny that said that after three cycles of IUI, the, the chances of getting pregnant go down significantly and that it's common for doctors to the, fertility doctors to then for, recommend IVF? Which I didn't know.
2: Yeah, she said that, which, yeah, we didn't know that either. So I guess we'll see what happens with our doctor and our situation. But hopefully, they'll just do one IUI, I mean, one IVF for them, and they'll get pregnant. So baby mama bumps to be for you guys.
0: Totally. One of our friends actually asked me, like, well, IVF's pretty much, like, guaranteed, right? I was like, no, (laughs) nothing's guaranteed.
2: The chances are a lot higher.
0: Yeah, because it's already fertilized, but you still have to, your body still has to implant it. Mm -hmm. And if it doesn't do that, you don't get pregnant. So there really are no guarantees. And that's one of the hardest parts. I mean, for anybody trying to get pregnant, there's no guarantees. Yeah. And it doesn't matter how much you spend. It doesn't give you any assurance that you're going to get pregnant. So. If you're thinking about getting pregnant in the future, you should start saving now because the (laughs) shit is expensive. (laughs) Unless you just happen to be, like, independently wealthy, then don't worry about it. You can do it whenever.
2: Um, Fingers crossed for you guys, and please keep us updated because I'm really interested to know how the IVF process is.
0: Yeah, it's kind of nice to hear sort of from the future, like, what our potential next step is because you know, doctors don't really tell you about it until you're there. And I think it's okay because you have enough kind of to worry about and think about when you're already doing IUI, but it's still kind of like an unknown. And people keep asking us, like, what about IVF? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know anything about IVF, really, so I'm not there yet.
2: Or people are assume that that's what we're doing. They don't know that there's a difference between IUI and IVF.
0: That's true. I didn't really know what IUI was until we started doing this either, so I'm just as ignorant as everyone else. <laughs> um I saw a kid when we were walking into the library today to record who had
2: huge ears. And I was like, oh, that's so cute. Look at the, that girl with those giant ears. And then it it cued something in my brain because I was born with really giant ears. And then...
0: Not just I, giant. They stuck out.
2: They stuck out. They were Dumbo ears It's the best way I
0: can describe oh, it. That's a horrible way of no, describing okay, it. But they just stuck out. That's they it. stuck out. They're just ears that stuck out.
2: And I never really cared. My mom would always comb my hair to cover them and yeah. then would say would, you know, when I started to get to be like 9, 10, start saying, oh, you need to get surgery, we have to put pull back your ears, pin back your ears, and my brothers had had the same surgery, and I was like, I don't care, whatever. And then once I actually got into middle school, I started getting bullied about my ears, and some boy would, like, come up behind me and flick them, I got called Radar, I got Aww. called Dumbo. It's so sad. And I was like, okay, I'll get the surgery. It's so horrible. So I did it. But then I was like looking at this little girl sitting outside the pizza shop and I was like look at those ears. Those are awesome. Those are like amazing and I think kids with like giant ears are are so cute and I like love that part of myself, I guess now as an adult. I
0: you don't regret. Get, do you want to get them unpinned?
2: <laughs> no, cuz <'cause laughs> I I do think I look better this way but
0: <laughs> but you also I think maybe this is why you love Jennifer Garner so much because her ears stick out
2: they do yeah they it, didn't stick out quite to the degree that no I did, but
0: no I've seen pictures that I just were think that if I do have a noticeable. kid mm-hmm.
2: it's probably gonna have my old ears and I'm <laughs> not gonna give it a complex about it like my mom did
0: right but if our c- child wants them pinned that's fine Yeah, I just I don't I mean if if other kids are bullying our child about it I mean kids are gonna get bullied anyway I guess there's an argument on both sides of it I don't really want to make a decision right now because I don't know
2: no but I was just uh it's just interesting being an adult and like looking back on your insecurities Mm -hmm. and sort of just accepting them and maybe I'm only accepting of it now because my ears are pinned back Mm -hmm. but I don't think that I would be disappointed if my kid had my old ears I'd be like yes (laughs)
0: <laughs> they're still there.
2: <laughs> then you you're like, That's, you're ears. really,
0: really my kid. <laughs> yeah,
2: you you love those ears because they're awesome.
0: Well, and also like, how many conversations have we had about ourselves or or with friends being like, oh my god, look at me back then. I hated that about myself, and I so didn't have that issue then. Now I do. You know, like it's it's like you're constantly trying to self-correct but you keep looking back and going like what was wrong with me then but then you're doing the exact same thing to yourself in in the moment so
2: so love yourself for who you are yeah everybody's awesome
0: <laughs> <laughs> um so the pope the pope the fucking pope just fuck the pope that's all i'm I just to so say. over the pope everyone's like oh he's liberal i'm like really he's supporting kim davis he thinks she's a great catholic never mind she's not if, a
2: catholic though i whatever. don't understand why I, why is he, he even talk to her, her? All I wanted to say was everyone, like, loses their shit about the Pope. I just hate how people think that he's liberal, and no one is putting out there that he's saying that gay marriage is destructive to the traditional marriage, that he's he's totally against gay gay adoption, Mm -hmm. and he says one thing about how we need to help poverty... And everyone's like, oh, my God, this Pope is amazing.
0: Well, not to mention that, like, I'm sorry, but the Kim Davis thing really pisses me off because he's like, oh, she's a good Christian, like, trying to, you know, work for the city and loving Jesus. Okay. And she's also had how many kids out of wedlock, been divorced, which Catholics are not supposed to do. I'm not, I'm, even if she's not Catholic, he's not supposed to be okay with that. So he's endorsing somebody who's, like, completely not in line with his beliefs not to mention being a horrible bigot and an awful person and should really, I'm fucking tired of hearing about her. I'm so done with Kim Davis. She can go fuck herself. Everyone that wants to talk about her can go fuck themselves too. I'm over (laughs) it. I don't want to hear about it anymore. Anyways.
2: Anyway, that's all. Just fuck the Pope fuck (laughs) Kim Davis. You guys can suck it.
0: And now we're gonna take a break and bring in a special guest. (laughs) All right, so we're back, and we have my nephew, our nephew, Jaden. Say hi, Jaden.
1: Hello, everyone.
0: Jaden is 16, and he's never heard of podcasts before. (laughs) I have not. (laughs) So when I said we do a podcast, what did you think that meant?
1: Honestly, I had no idea.
0: So I said it's kind of like a radio show, but it's on the internet, and then I played a bit of one for you, the one that we did with Uncle Matt and Auntie And then what did you think?
1: I started twerking. That's what I think.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And why do you think we're doing it?
1: Um, I don't know. We'll say if uh, other lesbians want to have a baby, you know, if they listen to this kind of stuff, maybe they can get an idea of what it's like.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's exactly it. And it's also fun. (laughs) We really like podcasts. So listening to them, we've listened to them for a long time and we were telling Jaden that there's, like, podcasts about everything, so he could find really funny ones. He could find ones about soccer, which he's really into. Um, so we're recommending them. We're trying to make another podcast listener. So thank you for being on this with us. I know it's kind of weird. Um, we're really glad you're here.
2: We just got some questions for you. Because yeah. okay. you're the only boy that we know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you're definitely the only teenage boy I know. Sounds good. What advice do you have as a 16-year-old boy for somebody raising a boy?
1: Boys, Boys tend to be difficult they're more difficult than girls because you know mothers don't really understand how they act because you know they're not boys mm-hmm. but um when it comes to raising a boy you just really need to be patient and um just give it time and like give them time to like think over their problems you know say he reaches toddler age so if he starts throwing a... Well, I attention. hope he reaches yeah. toddler age. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so that's your first if, advice. Yeah. Keep him alive. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> um, just just give him time. I mean, if he starts acting out, I mean, do something about it, but don't like like freak out so much. Mm-hmm. Also, um, teenage, teenage years are probably going to be the most difficult. Mm-hmm. But like I said, you're going to have to be patient and... And get him... Be communicative. Active, right? Be communicate and yeah be Mm -hmm. active and a lot of sports make sure he releases that testosterone
0: Mm -hmm. that's really helped you right that's why you like soccer so much Mm -hmm. so when you're really mad and you don't know what to do with your feelings
1: i go for a run
0: nice that's good Mm -hmm. Jaden's really good at soccer I should just say that. So he's channeled all of that, like, pent-up frustration, that, like, teenage, like, angst into something really productive, which into is kicking awesome. kicking
1: ball.
2: Yeah. Why do you think teenagers are so angsty?
1: Hormones, man. Hormones. Is it? It's like a, like, once you hit puberty, it's like a rush of hormones, and you're like, oh, crap, I don't know what to do with this. I don't know what to do with these hormones, and then they start acting out, and it's more like your parents just want to, like, oh, I want to kill you, but, um...
0: You know, I think Ange can relate because some of the drugs that she's on kind of make her feel like a teenager in the sense that they, she has a hard time controlling her emotions because she has too many hormones in her system. So you're kind of like a teenager.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. I'm less, I'm not as like, I don't know, I don't care.
0: <laughs> you're less apathetic.
2: What do, like, how do you get a teenage boy to talk to you? Because I know... Just from working with youth, it's really difficult because when it's like, how are you feeling? I don't know.
0: Fine.
1: Um, <laughs> yeah, I, it's hard to say because we're not feelings people.
0: Yeah, Jaden doesn't really do feelings much.
1: Uh, I'm, I'm more of a yes or no kind of person. It's like I'm not going to explain why I'm in this kind of mo- in a certain mood. I'm going to say yes or no. So,
0: Are you able, if you're like in a really bad mood, are you able to say like, I just can't talk now. Leave me alone. Yep. That's, that's I think, okay. I think that's great to just all be like, hey, I just need some time. Just back off. Just you, get yeah, out of my face. Yeah.
1: All you really need to do is just, if he is mad and he doesn't want to talk, don't push him to talk. Mm-hmm. So just leave him alone. Let him be. And if he's ready to talk, he'll talk.
0: How do you think you would feel if you didn't have soccer?
1: I don't know. Because uh, I started playing soccer when I was like eight or nine. Mm-hmm so or seven yeah I think sure. you're, yeah, seven, you're a yeah I was young but I'm not sure I wouldn't know what I would do
0: because soccer is like
1: hockey your would probably biggest be my next thing
0: yeah but soccer seems to be like that your biggest passion and the thing that you're best at because you haven't really had a lot of great success with school because you've had some struggles there right school's yeah school's been but you're doing better so it's okay yeah. and it's not for everybody you know, not everybody learns that way, which is mm-hmm. okay. But do you think, do you think it would be harder to feel good about yourself if you didn't have something like soccer that you were really good at?
1: I'm not sure. Uh,
0: I guess you can't know because you've always yeah, had it.
1: Yeah.
2: So you grew up with a single mom. Were there any times that you were like, "I wish there was a dude around"?
1: There were a couple times, but now I'm kind of glad there's no dude around.
2: Yeah.
0: Why? Because because the dude that wouldn't would have been around is kind of a douche
1: yep yeah and, uh, <laughs> my mom helped me to come help me to understand women better so mm. i understand their feelings and emotional problems i mean
0: like <laughs> you I, 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 I sound get, like they have I, problems yeah, <laughs> i get i get a better
1: i get a better view of what they go through
0: yeah you definitely have a, a pretty healthy respect for women i think which is really nice because you've been—I mean—the people that have been around in your life the most are all women. You managed in a world full of ladies. So,
2: was there any time when you had like some sort of boy issue when you were like, "Who do I talk to?" Or were you just no. totally
0: comfortable talking to your mom?
1: Nope. I didn't talk to anyone. I figured it all out on my own.
0: Oh. Hmm.
1: No one needs any. I, what
0: about when you were learning to potty train? I don't remember specifically. Oh. What? <laughs> do you remember? No. I was probably okay. like two years old. Nobody We're, remembers those kind of words. You are memories. not two. <laughs> Jaden's not
2: potty trained yet. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: not yet. I have trouble going to the bathroom. <laughs> All the time.
0: Uh, and Jaden has told us very specifically that he would really like a boy. I think probably because there's so few in our family. Too many fucking women. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and I have to say Jaden has never ever had an issue with the fact that his aunt's are a big old lesbian. You've never cared. No really.
2: Are there gay kids at your school? A couple. Are they bullied?
1: No.
0: At your current school?
1: Yeah, no. Hmm. no I mean, nobody really cares anymore. That's good. I mean, yeah. No, it's good because since no one cares, they don't get bullied.
0: Yeah. That's good because that's definitely not the case in most places. At your old high school, there was a kid that killed himself. Do you know any kids from your classes that have killed themselves?
1: Nope. No kids I know have killed themselves.
0: That's also really great.
2: You have a good track record, Jaden. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I mean, there are kids that. <laughs> it's gotta hurt be you. I mean, there are kids that hurt themselves, but that's. I don't know what's up to, with that. I mean, I, I've tried doing that once, but I cannot bring myself to do harm to my body.
0: What so. did you try doing? You tried to, like, scratch your skin kind of thing? Slice? Cut. Yeah? The I, cutting?
1: I, I tried. Were you but, just trying to
0: figure out why people did it?
1: Yeah, and then when I put it there, I couldn't do it.
0: Yeah. Well, do you understand why kids do that?
1: Well, I, a friend of mine said that she um, she does it because it's like all her problems are like in her blood, and when you cut, it releases all those problems, and then, you know, they float down the drain or something, so.
0: Well, the way I've heard it is that, um, because I used to work at the crisis center, right, so we a lot of kids that we talk to self-harmed and basically they say that because the kids have such like depression or like really intense emotional stuff that they don't know how to deal with because really when you're a teenager most kids don't know how to deal with that stuff they don't know where to put their feelings how I, to express them
1: I dealt with them pretty good you've
0: been pretty good yeah you've had some moments but kids like that yeah, will be in so much I pain I don't, I don't
1: go hurting myself I, I don't know go punching things well that's not yeah, super productive hurt. either well I do physical sports that's what I do
0: yeah Um, But anyway, the reason kids that uh, self-harm do that is because they can't figure out what to do with their emotional pain. So having physical pain just numbs it. You get out of your head and you're feeling your body instead. Um, And they actually have said that it can be, it's sort of a protective factor against killing yourself. Because then at least you're dealing with the feelings at that point. In general, probably not the best thing. There are other ways of dealing with your feelings. But when when you can't figure it out and you don't know who to talk to... It's better than not doing it, and then you end up probably more likely to kill yourself. I mean, in some
1: cases, yes, they do that for those reasons, but in other cases, I know I've known many people who just do it for attention.
0: Don't you think if you're willing to hurt yourself just to get attention that you have, like, a really big need for attention?
1: Yeah, I mean, but I don't see why you need to hurt yourself for attention.
0: Well, some kids don't have parents that give a shit about them, right? I,
1: I know that, but, like, you know, there's... Plenty of other ways going about it. Then I, I won't
0: disagree with you, but I can understand. I think why kids get there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So have you ever had a person in your school who was being bullied like come to you for help, or have you ever kind of stepped in to be like, "Hey, stop it"? No. No.
1: I don't try to get involved in anybody else anybody's business. Okay. See?
0: So if if somebody was bullying our kid. Oh,
1: yeah, that, that beat the shit out of me.
0: <laughs> well, I don't know if so that would be fair. Off. He's my cousin.
1: He's family. Yeah, it's family. I mean, yeah, you protect your family.
0: So you'll hang out with our kid a lot? All the time. Take care of him? Babysit? All the time. All the time. Take him to coach his soccer team?
1: For a price. <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, there babys- we go. If I babysit him, you have to pay me at least $10. Okay. At
0: least $10? At least like, $10. Like, for the whole night? Done. $20 max. <laughs> <laughs> max? No, there's well, the top, there's wait, a, wait, wait, you wait, know, wait. this is on re- on record, so you can't go back on this. <laughs> hey,
1: no, no, I'm changing it. If it's for the whole night, 50 Oh,
0: no, we'll okay, see. We'll okay, see. Maybe we okay. won't need a babysitter. <laughs> Do you have any questions for us?
1: What are you expecting out of this?
0: Out of what? This podcast?
1: No, out of... Having a baby? Yeah.
0: <laughs> Life fulfillment.
2: <laughs> Feeling needed and wanted.
0: I don't know. I just feel like we both feel like we got to a place where we're like okay so we have jobs we're we have married. a nice house we have friends mm. and it still feels like something's missing
1: and that's what the children and are you're
0: forward. grown up now right. i used to have you i could be like well if i really want a baby or a little kid around i can like have the kids over but they're you're not kids anymore no
2: nope.
1: deep man voice. <laughs> can't pick yeah.
0: you up and i can't with cuddle with you, it's you more anymore like
1: i pick you guys up now <laughs> yeah
0: yeah. yeah. But we can at least, I mean, we had fun last night. It's cool now because we can, like, hang out like we're buds.
1: And I can swear.
0: Yeah. You've uh-huh. always sweared <laughs> around me. That's never really.
1: <laughs> well, it's because you're not my mom. You don't have to tell me to watch my language. Right?
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, that's there's anti-privilege. No, yeah, yeah.
1: There's no kids around, so, you know.
0: That's true. If you were in charge of naming our baby, what would you name it?
2: Give us three choices.
1: James.
0: Ooh, James is a
2: good wa- name, actually. I like James. mm mm-hmm. Devin. Devin? Mm, okay.
0: Or, um... Jaden? No. <laughs> no, that's me. Oh, right. You don't want to be replaced. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Um,
2: So, Devin or James? What do you think, Jackie? Um, I would go with James. James is good, classic. James is like a
0: solid name. But I wouldn't
2: want people to call my kid Jim
0: or no, Jimmy. No, I hate that. I don't understand why James becomes Jim.
2: It would just have to be James.
0: Jim is short for Jimothy, obviously.
2: <laughs> no, it's Jimifer.
0: <laughs> oh, Jim... Jennifer joseph 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 that's one of I your middle that names william oh your i like middle william
2: i really like william william and
0: joseph are both really good william,
2: names. william middle name henry
0: oh my god william henry apparently we're, henry we're naming Williams. we're <laughs> <laughs> naming the future royalty of canada yes
2: <laughs> william henry dubay done that's yeah, so classic no so. Jaden likes not it. harry no
0: <laughs> harry's not her favorite she I prefers like you william go
1: william joseph dubay
2: that's your middle (laughs) name that's like your name without your
0: first name (laughs) exactly (laughs) okay so you want the kid to basically be you yeah pretty much and that's why you don't let a 16 year old boy name your kid hey let's just not do the podcast at all
2: (laughs) the baby mama's
1: podcast go like baby mama on facebook Look them up on iTunes. Find them on Twitter at BabyMamasCast. Be sure to send them an email
2: at TheBabyMamasPodcast at gmail.com. That is all.